You are listening to The Partner Podcast, relevant information to enhance the careers and improve the lives of partner-level attorneys. Produced by The Attorney Search Group, we grow law firms and accelerate attorney careers. Visit us on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. Amy Verholst is a business development and marketing professional with over 19 years of experience in the legal and professional services industries. Amy founded and leads the marketing and business development department at Coates Rose, a 75-attorney law firm based in Houston with six offices in Texas, Louisiana, and Ohio. She's responsible for all business development, marketing, and communication initiatives for the firm, including growth strategies to drive revenue, leadership development, brand awareness, content management, and public relations. Amy currently serves as president-elect of the Legal Marketing Association Southwest Region. She's served in several leadership roles within the LMA organization throughout her career, as well as other leadership roles in various business groups. Amy earned her BA in Mass Communications Advertising from Texas State University. I've got with me on the show today, Amy Verholst, who is the Director of Marketing, Business Development, Communications for Coach Rose. And today, we're talking about quantifying and communicating your value. Amy, thanks for joining me on the show today. Thanks for having me, Scott. So kind of tell us about your story. How did you launch your career? How did you get into professional services marketing? How did that take you to where you are today within your firm? Sure. I kind of fell into professional services marketing uh, by way of working at a big box retailer in college. We opened a store in uh, San Marcos, Texas. I went to what's now known as Texas State University. And, And when you open a big box store, you have something called friends and family night. And what that is, is it's limited people in the store's customers. You're testing the systems, the cash registers, the greeters, all of the things. And I was in uh, guest services running cashier, did my thing. My college roommates came. Me and my boss had his wife there. You know, you kind of meet all the people. I went in for my first real day of work when the store was fully open, did my shift, left, came back for my second day a couple days later because I'm working part-time. I'm in college. And my boss goes, "I I need to see you before you go to the register. So he (laughs) takes me into his office, shuts the door. And I'm like, oh my gosh, freaking out because I worked in retail in high school. Like, you know, what did my drawer come up short? Like, what did I do? What could I have possibly done on two shifts? And he sits me down and he says, I just wanted to tell you my wife enjoyed meeting you. And I thought, great. Yeah, I enjoyed meeting her too. She's a lovely lady. And he says, she wants your resume. And all of these thoughts are running through my head. I, I knew she worked for one of the big four accounting firms. So my immediate thought was, yeah, okay, but I'm not a business major. And I didn't say that. I just looked at him and said, sure, I'll, I'll bring it to you on my next shift. And he said, you know, she's the marketing assistant at an accounting firm and uh, they have this internship program. And she would you know, like you, you to put your resume in and consider the internship. And I mean, again, all these thoughts are running through my head. I'm not a business major. I, I'm not a marketing minor. I'm a mass communications major. I don't fit the bill, square peg, round hole. But I kept my mouth shut and I just said, sure, I, absolutely, sir. I'll bring that to you and, and, and thank you and tell your wife, thank you for the opportunity. I did, long story short, I interviewed Uh, got the position, worked with his wife and her fabulous boss, the marketing manager, who is still a mentor to me to this day and um, had a wonderful experience running their Entrepreneur of the Year program in the heyday in Austin, Texas in the year 2000. And from there, you know, a couple of years later, uh, I had two jobs in between that, which again, 
my, my then boss there at the accounting firm made the introduction for me. So I built my network. I got a mentor. She was referring me to positions. She calls me out of the blue five years later and says, hey, remember that law firm that was our big sponsor of our after party? I said, sure, yeah, of course I remember them. The great, you know, great guys, great gals. Well, well, they want a marketing manager. They're looking for one. I want you to put your resume in. Again, the same thoughts. Uh, I don't know, you know, and that's that's how I got into legal literally for, you know, what is that now, 14 years ago? So that's kind of the story of how I fell into professional services marketing, starting in an accounting firm, going on to venture capital, a technology firm, and then landing in legal. 14 years ago. And it's all because even though I had a lot of thoughts racing in my mind, I knew better than to close the door on an opportunity and just say, yes, you know, hand over the resume, hand over my document that had all of my, you know, then experience, you know, to date and qualifications, take the interview, pursue the opportunity, find out about it and and decide whether it was a fit for me. And multiple times there from that very initial request from my manager at a big box store to give my resume to his wife literally led to multiple doors opening throughout my career. That's a great story. Something I've always shared with partners is that sometimes you see three doors in front of you and you think the opportunity you're looking for is behind door number three or number two or number one. And you walk through one of those doors and what do you find? You find three more doors. (laughs) And sometimes where where we think we're going isn't exactly where we end up. And that's part of the journey. And I know you've been with all different sizes of law firms. And let me ask you this. What's the one thing that surprised you the most about law firm marketing? When you got into that, having been working in other types of professional services, marketing, Mm -hmm. getting into legal, what's the one thing that surprised you the most about legal? You know, I think the thing that really struck me was sort of the, the managing by committee, right? So there's a lot of input on a lot of levels into the marketing that happens on a firm-wide level, on a practice level, on a geography level, down to an office, down to an individual partner or attorney, there's always multiple levels of, of input and consideration and tailoring and, you know, sort of massaging to get it right specific to that constituent who is a part of the marketing plan. And I think it can be a double-edged sword, but I lean towards the side, the positive side of it in that you can be very unique and you can be very creative and you can make it to to a point where it's comfortable for all parties involved with the message that's going out with the approach that's being taken to business development you know as you all well know it's not a one size fits all kind of a thing it's not a magic pill you know you go do one business development activity tomorrow and it's you're not going to yield you know, a plethora of results, you might call me. I, I want to hear your story right. if you do. <laughs> right, but, right, right. but that really struck me that, you know, it's, it's a little more systematic and, and a little more, my experience in other industries, it's just different. And, it, and in legal, it's, you know, we kind of manage by committee, but then that gives opportunity for multiple people, multiple factions to, to give their input into the process. Right. Wow, that's great. So, so let's kind of focus our conversation to that partner he or she is listening to this podcast. They're on in their car driving to work. They're on the train, on the metro, on the subway. And they're trying to really understand their value. And they're trying to get their arms around the whole marketing development concept. They're having to partner with their internal team, but they know that they're responsible for growing their practice. What I've seen just from having met with over 50 firms and seeing that sometimes you peek behind the curtain and how they make the marketing sausage isn't very pretty. <laughs> and they, they, they really don't, they, 
they don't give support to partners. And so I've seen some firms where the partner, the onus is on him or her completely to grow the practice that they're trying to build. Right. And they're having to sell to multiple decision makers. And it's, it's just overwhelming. Uh, and what's interesting is that every once in a while, I find somebody that gets it, that understands their practice and they're a good attorney, but they have a marketing plan and it's written down. Right. Uh, there's one partner I met with. I said, what's your, what's your number one goal this year in terms of client development? I'm thinking, what, what sort of annual revenue is he going to give me? He says, I want to have 50 connections with clients and potential clients that move business forward each year. And I said, what do you mean connections? He says, face-to-face meetings, lunch, dinner, breakfast, happy hour, networking. So he'll He'll speak at conferences. Well, that's yep. multiple connections. And, and I said, how did you come up with the number 50? And he said, one a week. And I thought, well, I can, anybody can do that. Anybody can do one a week. Right. And when you break it down that way, that gives, really, if that's the only thing somebody does, I just want to have one contact a week with the prospective client or a current client that can move the relationship forward. What would be some things that, that you've seen, just concepts, ideas that you think could help a partner out to really understand how can they quantify that value and communicate that value. And I know there's probably a thousand different things related to that, but what do you think are some of the big rocks in the bucket that a partner should start with going down that path? I think first I tell any attorney at any level, sit back and take a look at the big picture and understand where's the value for the firm, for your organization. Where's the value for your practice group? Most firms have a strategic plan uh, that probably gets updated annually. Most firms have practice, you know, marketing plans or industry plans, you know, whichever group you belong to. Understand what those are. And then sit back and ask yourself, how do you fit in that picture, right? right? So, so you define a personal goal or two for yourself. Let's not get crazy, right? Let's do one main goal. Let's do maybe two if you, if you want to be extra. That's fine. But let's get one main goal for the year, such as the one that you described. And then let's step back and think about how we approach that goal. What are the things that you naturally like to do? Or start in the reverse. What do you not like to do? Does standing behind a podium to an audience of one, 100, or 1,000 freak you out? Don't do that. Do you like to write? Maybe you should pursue that. Client alerts are great. Blog posts are great. And even as you're doing that, concurrently, look at your resources. You have resources within your firm of any size, I promise you. They may be human. They may be systems, software. Take a look. Take, take stock of your resources and then figure out how you can plug and play those in. And that probably starts with a conversation with somebody to understand where you can utilize those resources. Um, talk with your marketing and BD managers. Talk with the, the folks on your team that are assigned to you or talk with you know, someone else on the team and just make a start, make an inroad to better understand what resources are available to you. And then you can understand how you plug them in with your goal. And everybody's goal is going to be different. This is what I tell my attorneys. You define your goal. You define what it is that you want to reach for in the year. And if I have eight attorneys in a room, I'm going to have eight different goals. You might look at somebody else's goal and go, that's really simplistic, but it may not be. The, the, the gains on that goal may be huge in comparison to someone who defines a, you know, five-page marketing plan with, you know, bullet points, you know, and sub-bullet points and sub-sub-bullet points. Um, you don't have to get crazy. In fact, the more simple it is, the easier it will be due to execute. And that's where folks fall down. You got to execute wow. on whatever it is 
that you decide is going to be your focus and your goal for the year? I think everything you said is absolutely brilliant. It's spot on. And I think what you just said, the final thing, it has to be simple so that you can take action steps to execute. And that word to execute, that's what I think law firms overall, that's where they stumble. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's busy. Client emergency, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, et cetera. And thankfully, they have people who don't have two jobs but get paid for one, like you. Right. And, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Where your job is to execute and help the partners execute. Uh, but I think what you said is how do you synthesize all of this into step one, step two, and step three? And if you could just have three action steps, you are light years ahead of most attorneys in terms of client development. If you just said, what are the three action steps I'm going to take for client development? So, so let me ask you this. Uh, one thing you said, which I think was uh, brilliant and profound yet simple, was understand what resources you have. I, I just wonder how many times people that work in marketing law firms are just screaming in their mind, please call me. I want to help you because the partners might not realize what they can do to help that partner grow his or her book of business. Do you think, do you think that's a common a common concept among people in legal marketing? I think it's more common than one would like to believe. And it's again, it goes back to what you say. We're human. We're busy. We all have deadlines on us in business, personal life, all of that. We bring our whole selves to work every day. I have found the most value in sitting down one-on-one with an attorney and just understanding you know, what is their focus? What's on their plate? What's their you know, immediate goal? What's their long-term goal? And then just in conversation, I mean, casual conversation over lunch, over coffee, um, in the break room kind of a thing, you know, you pour your cup first, I'll pour mine and let's chat for five minutes. And then I can explain to them, well, what I'm hearing you say is you really want to be more active in that professional association that you've been a member of for 10 years and you do like speaking. I tell you what, why don't I uh, contact the event manager for the organization and see if we can't get you on their speakers list. I know they have monthly luncheons from September to May. Um, surely, you know, they've got to have a month that's open. Give me, give me three topics that you think are going to be popular with that audience. Hot topics. Did legislation just change in this area? Has there been a major development? Is there case law we can talk about? And then let me give them a call. I did that for a specific attorney recently, uh, now two years running, and he's gotten multiple connections from just doing two presentations wow. at an That's association great. he'd been a member of for years. That's a big inflection point, I think, in the life cycle of one's practice where they can go, they can speak, and they're seen as a legitimate credentialed expert because they're behind the podium. They've got the microphone in their hand and somebody's in the audience that sees the partner speak and says, That's who I'm gonna call. Or if anything, it reinforces credibility with existing clients when they're on that stage, or at least when they see their name in the, in the brochure of those people that are speaking at the conference. Right. And then the next thing that you do is you don't just do one thing. You do one thing and you, you use it in multiple places. So you speak, you come back, you, maybe your marketing manager dives in and helps you with it. Write a little summary, make a blog post, put it up on the website, connect to the presentation if you want to put it out there, or if you want to send it directly as a follow-up to the attendees, if you've got the guest list. I mean, for every action you take, you should have at least one or two other actions that you can build off of that. That's just smart utilization of your own time and resources. And it takes that effort and puts it out there in new areas and you may reach, you have further reach in your audience. 
So let me kind of drill down on this. And I think this is another brilliant idea that you have. And I believe in that. And my philosophy is I want to do one, everything I do, I want to do at once, but I want to make money three different ways, three different times on it. And that's why understanding client development and strategy based on synergy and leverage. Synergy, meaning the work I do today, how do I multiply that in multiple areas now? Leverage, how do I make money on that over time? That's just things that I've kind of thought of. But but let's look at some specific case studies. Let's say an attorney writes a client alert because this attorney sees a lot of the clients are having issues with it. They write a client alert. Then they could contact or have the marketing department of their firm contact the trade association, uh, which is the we're all it's the prospect pool. It's like the uh, like literally the pool of water in the jungle where everybody hangs out. You know, and that's and that's where all the prospects are. So they would contact the trade association. They could say, "Why don't you take this client alert? Why don't I retool it as an article for your newsletter? And right. why don't I interview some of your clients?" board members and quote them, which now I have a reason to call them to interview them because I'm being referred by the trade association executive director. Uh, now they see me as somebody that's uh, basically endorsed by that trade association. So now, boom, they're, you're moving that relationship forward. And then you could even say, uh, trade association person, why don't we have me speak at the monthly lunch and learn after lunch on that issue for 20 minutes. Sounds great. Oh, spring conference coming up. Why don't I do a 90-minute breakout session on that? Why don't I do a webinar series on that? So, so I mean, where, where does it end? I mean, what else could people do with something like this, Amy? Taking, taking that, how do you think they could parlay that one client alert over and over again? What else do you think they could do? Another approach could be to go to your target list. I mean, every partner should have a target list. Even associates should have lists of target companies or people that they're trying to build relationships with. Reach out to that target prospect or target client, one of your top clients. Let them know that you've got a CLE presentation. Bring the CLE to them. Hey, do you want to get your department together, your your in-house department together? I'll bring lunch. I'll present the CLE program for you guys. You get an hour's worth of credit. And then you are positioning yourself as a thought leader in front of that audience. You have brought them something that's a benefit to them, right? And you're building the relationship one layer further. It's easy. Yeah, you're in their office. Exactly. Exactly. Great. That's that's awesome. So let's kind of move it back. I, I feel that you and I could start our own online legal marketing training curriculum here <laughs> with, all the, with all the things that you've done uh, and all the ideas that you have. Let's say somebody is still not sure of their value. Let's say it's a junior level partner, just made partner. Now the pressure's on. You got a target on your back. Welcome to the big leagues. Now you got to start producing. And that partner's just thinking, what, what is it that I offer? How do I quantify my value? How can I communicate that? How do you think that person can go within or look externally to get ideas on really how to showcase their area of specialized expertise, their uh, what's what's unique about them? Where do you think they should start with that? I have a form that I use and it's called a, it's basically a positioning statement form. It helps you create what some folks might call your elevator pitch, but it kind of expands it. And it really helps you kind of dive in and hone in on the thing or the very few things that you are really good at, where you bring value to the client, where you really understand this aspect of the industry, where you have delivered results in this area. And 
I utilize that often to help folks in a number of ways hone in on that. When you complete it, you come out with a statement that says, for this particular industry or company, I provide these type of services that yield results different than, you know, say a competitor is kind of your unique uh, value proposition statement. And you kind of go through it and you can take that kind of a roadmap and define it in different areas. Let's say you cover both, you know, the technology and the emerging growth of venture capital backed industries, right? You work with companies in that space. You may need two different statements that way. Literally writing it out, reading it, you know, talking it, uh, walking through it helps you be able to communicate that out to an audience. And the more you do it, the more you practice it, it just becomes second nature. So you don't introduce yourself as, hi, I'm an attorney in the XYZ practice group at ABC Law Firm. You can say, right, right. right, you know, you can say with confidence that I provide strategic legal solutions in the X industry that yields results, you know, and then continue on. And that's so much more meaningful. It's so much more, has so much greater impact to the person listening to you for them to immediately understand, I know what that attorney can do for me. I clearly understand. I can see it. That's what you want to be putting out to the public when you're talking to your specific audience. Have you seen mature attorneys, people that you would think, well, they probably already know everything about them. Have you seen them do that with any sort of surprising results? I have. and. You know, it it all comes back to that relationship building, right? The more comfortable you are in building authentic relationships with folks, typically the more comfortable you are in communicating your value to that person. Because I've seen folks freeze up because they think I'm selling, I'm selling, I'm selling myself, I'm selling my services, I'm selling, I'm selling. No, you're not. Reframe that situation you are always communicating your value. You bring value to the person you're talking to. And conversely, they probably bring value back to you. Let's just have a regular conversation and and figure out each other's value and ask really good questions to get to the heart of what are their pain points? What are they seeking? And then you can work through that and find the value that you can bring them. That's great. Wow, you've got you've got great ideas, Amy. I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. And we'll put your link, your LinkedIn and your firm's page on our show notes. But if there was a way you wanted people to reach out to you, uh, what's the best way for them to find you? Um, You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can also email me directly at my law firm. And I can provide that information to you uh, to put in the show notes as well. That's great. Amy, thank you so much for being your guest on our show. You've got a lot of great ideas. I'm sure we'll have you back on here in the very near future. Thank you so much. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for joining me. And if you have ideas or recommendations for this podcast, please email me at scott at attorneysearchgroup.com. For more information about the Attorney Search Group and the services I offer as a sports agent for partners who want to find a better platform, visit me on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.